The Baptist and the Buddhist, identical twin brothers with two vastly different faiths. Join them as they explore their respective religions and how they differ and how they relate. Same DNA, different religions. Hey everybody, this is The Baptist and the Buddhist with Mark and Brian. And you are listening to a brand new episode, which I have no idea what season or episode we're on, but you are listening to it now. The first episode of 2023. 2023. We've been on a long hiatus, guys, and that was on purpose, accidentally. No, I don't even know. But we I think are, we were just way too busy in life. Yeah. The, our, you guys are not our type, top priority, but we love you. And thank you for listening and watching. Yes, we can't make a living off of this, so... <laughs> and we don't want to, to be honest, so... No. We just want to talk. We just want... We we just want you guys to listen to our private conversations. <laughs> <laughs> we just want you... We just want to feel like you've wiretapped our house. Yeah. We're just... We're like, we really want to be wiretapped. <laughs> Did you hear that, NSA? No. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, it's been a while, Brian, and, like, we haven't even spoken since our last episode. Just kidding. We've, <laughs> we talk all the time, guys. We just don't record those private conversations. But for your sakes, we are recording finally this episode. Um, in, the, in the interim, we, have, we did do a live episode together when we were together. That was, like, in oh, the fall. Yeah. Um, we were in that room that you were in. Right here, yep. And, uh, man, what I else there. we also, I think we also did a, uh, uh, podcast on, an, uh, we released a, a recorded episode from another podcast that we were guests on. Um, I, at least, I know I delayed a long time in posting the audio portion of that because I was too busy and forgot, <laughs> <laughs> but now we're back. I hopefully with regular, uh, regular updates but i wanted to or regular episodes but i wanted to do an update real quick um and what's up with our what's up with us you know how 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 have we been what's i'm up sure you? you are all wondering how we've been doing yeah exactly yeah i know i have <laughs> <laughs> so man what i don't even remember where we left off last time in life october October, yeah, with our live stuff, man, a lot has changed, and I have to say, I'm not going to go into great detail, but a lot has changed on my end. Um, we left our church under some circumstances that aren't necessarily like doctrinal belief kind of things. Some of it is, some of it is kind of, eh, yeah, we don't like that. Some of it was more behavioral and ethical and um we just it just wasn't a good spot for us um at 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 that at those crossroads we were like yeah we got to get out of here um and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to knock anyone over there specifically at this point in time but um or knock anything that that was necessarily presented or being done uh, but there were things that were questionable, so we left. So right now we are church homeless. We are kind of just a wandering pilgrim um, looking for a new church. We've tried out a few. We have a list going down the line. And, um, you know, uh, 
you guys might be questioning my identity at this point because <laughs> this is the Baptist and the Buddhist. And to be honest, some of these churches aren't even Baptist churches. <gasps> what? Um, <laughs> but it shouldn't really come to a surprise as much as a surprise to you guys. If you really know, if, if you heard most of our episodes that the Baptist term is kind of a loose term for me um, because I'm weird. I, I don't fit into a cookie cutter version of this or that. Um, I consider myself a grace believer or like a dispensationalist, but some like a lot of Baptist churches are dispensational in, in merit anyways. They just don't know it. Um, or they do and they just don't identify it or use that term anyways. So, so yeah, Baptist and non-Baptist churches alike, I've, we've, we've been hitting them up and hopefully one of them will be our home. I mean, and really at the surface, that's all I'm going to say at this point, because it could be another podcast in itself. So uh. <laughs> stay tuned. Watch this space. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's been cra- it's been a wild, crazy ride. Um, we've I, I think I've changed. And honestly, I've changed my stance on a few things, um, not like significant, like earth shattering things, but. Like we don't have to go back a few episodes and edit something. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not 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 that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where it's at. Any questions? <laughs> For me, I don't know because I know much more than what you're telling the the audience, and it has been a wild ride. You know, even just vicariously living that adventure through him. I've just been like, wow, you know, all all of this is happening. It's been yeah, and you know, even through my text updates to you, like even if it's a paragraph, like I probably can't even fully um, hint at like the the impact or the extreme of some of the situation, like some of the pieces, like wow, this happened, and like you probably were like, wow, that's crazy, but like I don't know being in it real time has been almost surreal to me and really some things have been i don't want to say that we i escaped a bad place but it has been very liberating in some portions um and it has been very uh um burden lifting really and like on many facets but that it's a personal journey. My family and I are having this journey and really it's not tailor made for like, I I wouldn't go to everyone in that church and say, Hey, leave the church because of this. Get out now because it's, it's, it wouldn't be right to do that because this is our journey that we're having. And it just so happened to work out this way. And I mean, I have to be honest, it has been affecting other families too. So I just heard of another family that made that decision today to leave. I didn't even tell you that. No, yet. that's so, news to me too. Yep. One of the wow. other families, yep. So it's been a wild ride, and I'm sure somewhere, somehow, you guys will probably get maybe filled in. If you have any questions or concerns, you can reach out to me baptist and buddhist at gmail.com just say hey mark what's what's going on i can probably give you a little more detail or whatnot if you are really concerned or if you know me personally reach out social media or whatever um and let me know because you know this 
if if you know me and you're this is the first time you're hearing this it's like whoa what in the world i'm concerned <laughs> so yeah just reach out to me and you know for this podcast again as i as i give us a plug baptist and buddhist at gmail.com hit us up on any social media site any podcast apps give us a review youtube subscribe hit the notification bell smash that like button or whatever the subscribe button but yeah it doesn't whatever you want to email us or message us or anything doesn't have to pertain to this particular topic either if you want to hear something from us in general or hear an episode or even come on the show we can make it happen yeah that'd be cool yep anything from your side brian what's going on Oh man, um, I mean, there's not a whole lot, especially like in the Buddhist aspect of my life happening too much. At the end of April, I'm going on a two week retreat. It's my first like really long retreat. So I'm sure we'll talk about that when I come back from that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be really cool. It's a, a Theravada monastery that I'm going to. So I feel like that's going to be really beneficial for me since I come from a Theravada standpoint much more than anything else. Um, And, you know, like I I go to a Vajrayana, like a Tibetan center, and like I'm a member of that, but my practice isn't that. So it's going to be really cool to be able to actually like physically in person immerse myself in a Theravada kind of environment uh yeah that's really like the big very immediate changes or whatever uh yeah that's interesting um when you mention like you you attend a different like tradition and you're gonna immerse yourself in this this uh this different one that maybe you more more or less practice more of this tradition versus what you attend um that that would be really interesting to get a perspective uh like differences on that and and i know we've talked about that before on the show but um that that's really interesting that kind of reminds me of my experience you know we're leaving a, a baptist church um and you know i'm the baptist but i'm not really i'm not gonna stick a label like that on me and you know seeing some of these other uh different churches they have different ways of doing things and especially coming from like a dispensational point of view like grace believer that are that my previous church taught and going into a church that doesn't um because we don't have a whole lot of the, the them out there anyways um it's you you have to immerse yourself in like kind of get used to the way of doing that. Um, even though that's not necessarily the way I like quote unquote practice my Christianity, but I mean, we're all, I mean, according to the Bible, we're all on the same level playing field and, uh, I'm not gonna put, throw a ton of judgment out there just because they believe the church started at Pentecost versus with the ministry of Paul. So, yeah, yeah, seeing the differences, that could be an interesting challenge, if you will, or like even you regularly attending some like a tradition that you don't necessarily practice. That could it's a good way to flex your or use your flexibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like 
you know, I've been going to my temple for like almost nine years. Wow. And, and that was where I learned about Buddhism, but that wasn't where I, that wasn't where I stopped learning about Buddhism. I like, I just consumed a ton of different like Buddhist books and podcasts and stuff in my first few years. And Mm. Like expose myself to the Theravada um, approach, which I found much more, um, almost like much more palatable or much more digestible for me. And, but we don't have anything like that around here. So Hmm. I'm not stuck going to a Tibetan center, uh, but it's, sometimes there is this kind of like almost ecumenical whiplash uh you know my private (laughs) practice and study and stuff and then i go and experience a much different approach there's more chanting there's all these bodhisattvas and theravada (laughs) just doesn't have that and it's like whoa Hmm. oh yeah this is interesting and like just the different way the different emphasis on things Hmm. in theravada really noble eightfold path read the pali suttas um and to in the tibetan tradition there's a lot of mantras and mudras and uh hmm. visualization and chanting and it's just, and it's all based in a different language too so it's like this is almost foreign to me wow. even though i've been coming here for almost nine years wow that uh, you know and one thing that uh, kind of goes along the same lines as like coming out of a church that's a little more traditional, you know, we sing hymns out of a hymnal, um, very, uh, we don't make a big show out of it. And it's almost uh, spoken against making a show out of it um, in mm. terms of what they think making a show out of it would be. Um, and we were very, we were under the, um, the directive that you know they're wrong and we're right and i always you know thought to myself like well we got to give them a little more grace than that um and then like finally making a painful yet liberating withdrawal out of that environment has really like like just get coming into a congregation that's you know they're believers that they're of the same mind they're they might not approach the bible exactly how i want them to but they're still part of the body of christ and like it was it's just refreshing seeing like wow i can still fellowship with these people and and uh, seeing their their ways of worshiping like just going from one Baptist church to another, like, wow, they do things differently here. And then today I was at a place, they had lights and fog machines and the worship band with drums and the, no electric guitars, but it was like acoustic and bass and everything. It's like, wow, this is different, but like refreshing. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to stick my nose up at everything that I, we run across because we're, we're searching, we're pilgriming. So it's a, refreshing and like whiplashy at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like medical yeah. whiplash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's like in Buddhism, all 
paths of Buddhism are considered Dharma. Um, mm. Even though some, like sometimes in a in a like a Vajrayana Vajrayana perspective, sometimes you get these like especially if you're really familiar with Theravada, they they refer like. I don't know if Mahayana does it as much, but Vajrayana will refer to the Theravada tradition as Hinayana, which is almost derogatory because it means lesser vehicle. (laughs) Hinayana is lesser, Mahayana is greater, and Vajrayana is the diamond-cutting vehicle. Hmm. It's like, this is fast-tracking the Dharma to enlightenment. Hinayana still gets you there, but it takes many, many, many lifetimes. And sometimes... Uh, we, you know, I laugh about it and, uh, but you know, (laughs) diamond cutting machine, especially the, the, uh, the monastics of every tradition views each other equally. Theravada monks will stay at Mahayana temples Hmm. and vice versa. Um, and even like lay practitioners like me, like we have, I have a friend who is part of my temple and he was in, I think Washington DC and he's like, Hey, I found a place to practice. It's the oldest Theravada temple in America. Wow. And it's like, you can still find a Dharma home in whatever kind of temple that hmm. whatever kind of Buddhist temple. So it's like we're all part of the same family. We're a little different, you know, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we... uh, My old church that I left, you know, we, like, as missionaries came through, even some, like, preachers that aren't necessarily Baptist, but, like, maybe Grace, or, like, out of some, like, unnamed, like, Bible church, like, you'd let them in. And that would... That was always cool to see. But as we were getting to the end of our tenure at the church they were they started to uh to, uh calling people that didn't rightly divide the bible it, where we divide them um reprobates and apostates basically and i was like that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and uh you know i could see why they were saying that but like as part of the body of christ like calling them that extreme I just, it just doesn't fit with me. It doesn't mm. fit with my, with what I understand grace and, uh, charity from, from the Bible, from what even Paul talks about. Like, it just doesn't fit with me to, to call upon them, our brothers as that harshly. Now there are times to call upon our brothers harshly, um, even doc in doctrinal manners, but when it comes to calling them reprobates and downcasting them for that is just, I don't know. It just, it wasn't tasteful in my opinion, Hmm. but who am I but a layman? I I feel like fortunate that I've, I found the temple that I go to because it's technically considered a, a non-sectarian Tibetan temple so like we get Mm. tons of or you know before the pandemic when we had a ton of teachers from all over the country and world and stuff coming we would get a bunch of different tibetan traditions but we would also have a zen a zen teacher 
come by like one or two times a year. We had a Theravada uh, teacher come a couple, you know, once every two years or something. So we like, so we try to remain like we are non-sectarian, sometimes mainly leaning into Tibetan teachings, but, Hmm. uh, but we've seen it all, I think. And I think that's, it's fortunate that we can have that. But I also think it's almost inevitable in not just Buddhism, but Western Buddhism, where it's much more unrooted in a way where it's like, unless it's a very specific establishment following a very specific tradition, Western Buddhism uh, and secular Buddhism, which is a thing, uh, opens its doors to most any Buddhism. (laughs) Well, um, seeing all these contrasting and like trying to fit in or at least shake hands together kind of is a good segue into like what we kind of wanted to talk about in this episode, which was something awesome and fun that we were, that Brian and I were able to do um, over the fall when he was here. And it's something we've been planning for a long time. And we, we were just like, we have to do this. Yeah. We just had, if to you're, do if you're a follower of the podcast, you probably know what we're talking about on our YouTube yep. channel. Yep. And maybe you just don't know for some reason. But if, yeah. if you go to YouTube right now, stop this podcast and look this up because spoilers are impending as we speak. Like this is your official spoiler alert before you wa- before you continue, go to Baptist and Buddhist on YouTube and find the video that says something crazy like Baptist destroys Buddhists in humiliating debate or whatever it is. Um, it's our late, it's one of our latest videos at this time of our recording. So the Baptist and the Buddhist on YouTube, there's Christian destroys Buddhist in embarrassing, devastating debate. And there's a a crazy picture of a Buddhist yelling and a Baptist Bible bashing. Um, and it's just great. It's a, it's a six minute long video of, um, uh, how literally how this podcast started. No, (laughs) if you, (laughs) If you if you search in YouTube, Christian destroys Buddhist. We're the third one. Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> Dude, yes. So, should we explain kind of what this concept is? Yeah. So, uh, as I said, this is like raw footage of the origin of the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, like, why did we even do that video? Like, what is this video about? So. For me, I think the inspiration for it was, you know, we have Baptist and the Buddhist, you know, and, and we have this interfaith dialogue going on, but you know what? I see more than that because that is not exciting YouTube stuff. What I see most is these contentious, fiery debates with hundreds of people commenting, thousands of views. Juicy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's what people want. They want conflict. Mm. And and they want and one side to be, like, whatever side you're coming into to listen to, you want that to be right. And I've heard people... And the people, other person can be destroyed. I've heard, you know, 
famed re- like religious scholar saying like interfaith dialogue doesn't work because you're never going to convince the other person you're right. And it's like, how as a religion scholar, do you think that's what interfaith dialogue is? It's not about convincing from my limited interfaith dialogue knowledge. We're not here to convince each other. We're Mm -hmm. here to at least talk so we don't rip our throats out. Each other's throats (laughs) out, not my own throat out. Because my throat is right. (laughs) We're, yeah, we're here to like learn like in any interfaith dialogue encounter. But especially this one, we're here to learn what the other person believes mm-hmm. without an ulterior motive of convincing the other person, um, which some people like the famed religion scholar says, if you truly believe what you believe is right and real, you have to convince the other person and you have to you have to continue until uh, you know, you just can't anymore because that's the most important, most highest topic of debate and convincement that needs to be addressed. You're talking about bigger picture, wider, universal, uh, you know, consequences. How can you not argue with someone of someone of a different faith and try to convince them? And that's just, that's not how the real world works in conversation. Even in Christianity, okay, it is important to evangelize, you know, spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, But that's not the commandment number one. Jesus said the, the most important was to love God and love your neighbors. Like that was the most important. And Paul even says the greatest, the greatest, uh, thing that you could do is like have charity have love like that's emphasized and it's not it's not be ye convincing to the to to the gentiles or the reprobates or whatever um it's uh, we are commissioned to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery that's like the commission of of the age of grace and to be ambassadors for christ but being an ambassador for Christ isn't just debate. It doesn't say be debaters of Christ. It's ambassadors. And ambassadors, sometimes they have to shake hands with people they don't like. And sometimes you you just don't kill them. You don't get mad at them. You talk to them reasonably. Jesus talked to people reasonably all the time that modern Christians say like, no, you probably shouldn't be seen with those folks. Because, oh, yeah, because you're so much better. So, my, like, what I think people kind of miss in the idea of interfaith dialogue is that it's not really about the ideology. It's about the humanity. So, you are looking, you know, you're talking to your neighbor, you know, your figurative neighbor who might not believe the same thing as you do. But you're really there to connect as a person and understand them as a person, not as a vessel of ideology. <laughs> it's not like, oh, man, that, you know, his ideology is so wrong that like, he has to be destroyed, like <laughs> ideologically destroyed. Um, <laughs> and it's it, it, that's just not how most of the modern um, world 
apparently operates they want a winner and maybe it's because of our hyper competitive society nowadays that that perpetuates the idea of butting heads and you know using your ideological strength to overcome the obvious offender and the obvious enemy Hmm. and it's I just don't think that's how it works. And I think there's a, like a, a lot of people feel the need to feed that because it's entertaining. Yeah. And it's like going to tickle your ears for a while and like <laughs> get your blood pumping and make you want more. And then it, that's, that's the cycle. I mean, that's, it's a cycle at that point. It's not really like trying to make change or anything. So it, so in this in this video that we did, we just destroyed each other. The end. Oh wait, no, that's not what happened, was it? Yeah. So like, the video that we made is not about that. It's not about. I mean, it, it kind of is about a debate. I think it's a commentary on the debate culture, especially religious debates. I mean, honestly, it's a parody of a debate. It it it, it really is like. When people hear there's a Baptist and a Buddhist talking, they hope that there's a debate going on. It's like, I hope they bring out two by fours at one point and just start chasing each other. (laughs) (laughs) Because how many times... So this is my biggest criticism of those debates, is that whoever, whatever it is, Baptist, Buddhist, atheist, Christian, whatever, there is no convincing going on. Absolutely nothing. The only thing that happens is both sides are even more bolstered in their beliefs and walk away thinking, wow, like we totally won that. We actually are right. And they are actually completely unredeemable. Both sides think that. Yeah. And you know, maybe if it's a moderated debate where like the moderator will say like this side won based off like technicalities, the, the forensics of the arguments and everything. Sure. On paper, someone might win. But, like, at the end of the day, the other person wasn't like, you're right. Yeah. There was no revelation, you know, epiphany that happens in these debates most of the time. Like, probably, I almost want to say 100% because I've never seen a debate, a religious debate like that, especially on YouTube, where someone walked away realizing they were wrong the whole time. I might have seen, like, some debates somewhere where someone's like, you know, you made a good argument. Like, I need to research that more. But that's like the, yeah. probably the most I've ever seen that happen. Yeah. So, like, in an alternate universe, our podcast is Baptist versus Buddhist. Um, but not in this universe. Not in this. Not in this cinematic universe of Baptist and the Buddhist. And. <laughs> and you know what happens in interfaith dialogue instead of debate is that dialogue both sides usually walk away with a more expanded view of the world and sometimes you know they learn about a different belief system and think wow that's interesting i understand them a little more Mm -hmm. and sometimes they even walk away thinking wow i actually like learned more about my my own beliefs and how i relate to them yeah exactly yeah and a lot of times what happens is one side will 
walk away feeling more like energized about their practice yeah, and yeah. in a positive way, not a, you know, I had to convince myself that I was right sort of way. And even in like, like with our talking, like I've learned so much about where you're coming from and it's, it's not like it's defeated me or like made me feel bad. Like it, wow, I feel way more educated and I don't have to look like a fool next time someone asks me something about like, what about Buddhism? Or like, well, what what do Buddhists believe? I don't know. I just know what I know. Like, oh yeah, actually, like, I, I, I know about this. <laughs> like, let me tell you about it. And like, yeah. it, it really, I mean, in a dialogue like this, both parties are you know, built up. And if, if nothing else, they might be more encouraged and steadfast in their faith and like more sure. And they have more confidence, um, in in finding their place in their faith. Yeah. Like a lot of times I will walk away from conversations like this, feeling more rejuvenated in my practice and, Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe even like, man, I need to do, I need to do, I need to do better in my own practice of like, it, it might not even be something we talked about, but like, it's like, it brings you more awareness to what you're doing. It's like, Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this better. Or like, I need to work on doing this or maybe discover a new point just from, from studying or talking about it. It's like, man, I can and do hopefully, something. hopefully it's a, a, like a positive, like not, I need to, but like, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, man, I, opportunity is what it's called. Like, yeah, it's not a positive negative. It's like what went right. And what's an opportunity to grow. That's what they always say in like leadership or whatever. So, yeah. And it's like, I mean, I'm a humongous proponent of what you might call religious literacy, just educating the general population on beliefs that are different than theirs because Mm. there are so many times there's been instances where someone learns I'm Buddhist and asks if I pray to Allah or Muhammad. (laughs) I'm like, that is the wrong, the wrong century and the wrong (laughs) like country. (laughs) And it's like, you know, they might benefit from just a general, religion education just the bare minimum mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've sat through sunday schools where they go over like other beliefs and other like religions and everything and like even like getting into like some of the cults of each sect or whatever other cults there are and uh you know they're those are surface teaching and i'm pretty sure some of them get some stuff wrong in those kind of lessons because they want to polarize um, mm. and make them look really bad or something. And like, okay, well, like, yeah, this list you gave us is like a really like, m- like minority sect of that religion you were just talking about. Like they don't all wear that or like do that. Like, yeah. Trying to polarize, but yeah, yeah. I'm, and I think if through our video, we kind of like highlight some of like the uh, stereotypes 
<laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> like how? Like let's do kind of a play by play like of the video because we obviously we start off with like this Baptist like uh, doing a like a a live video from his his home church where he's restocking his black rifle coffee and um, he sees a stranger in the yard and. It's like, oh, right off the bat, he's spewing off like, oh, he's one of the Buddhists. He's he's probably going to levitate by meditating or something, like something <laughs> way out there. Uh, he's praying to this big belly Buddha, which like it was a phrase that I've heard in my circles, like that big belly Buddha. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that that character is not even the Buddha, exactly. which is the most ironic part. Yeah, it's... exactly. And like you see him confront this guy and immediately the confrontation's on even the buddhist is fed into like oh sky daddy's gonna come down and strike me down <laughs> <laughs> and of course the buddhist is an extraordinarily stereotypical like just barefoot hippie um you know long hair like me wearing some like really outlandish clothing that you normally wouldn't wear in <laughs> you know midwest america suburbia <laughs> yeah and then technically speaking in the video like it goes from his live video to like our cinematic our cinematic yes. uh presentation and it turns more into kind of a you can tell oh this is where it's going because we yeah we tried we started that film with the live video look to trick you to make you think it's real yeah and, and then, then it goes captivated like widescreen it's like oh yeah, yeah. Okay. highly <laughs> superior production quality but <laughs> yeah and so the this this part of the video kind of sets up like our like typical debate which we filmed in my old church's uh facilities um, <laughs> oh man, that was fun. Um, so we see a, you know, podium debate set up and it's like, oh, this is where this is going. And then it just kind of, we spew off our, our rhetoric and our misquoting our, uh, our religious foundations for use in winning this debate. <laughs> yeah. Using very like pithy like phrases and just yeah. twisting them a little to be kind of a competitive thing. Yeah. Like, you know, all things are impermanent. Thou shalt your argue is really impermanent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, we wanted to get that like caricature of a debate to highlight the kind of the ridiculousness of its use. And, you know, we use the Donald Trump wrong and like, I don't believe what you believe. So I'm right. And like, that was blatant in your face. Yeah, if you didn't get that, then you're, you should probably reevaluate yourself. That, you know, I'm right and you're wrong kind of thing is like what most, especially like YouTube debates that I see boil down to and devolve into. Like, we didn't even get to like name calling. Yeah. But it's like. Oh, this and this? Oh, you are so dumb. You are such an idiot. Like, and like the nervous laughter, like, you know. <laughs> this guy, can you, you can't even spell your own name. Like, the, how, why is that, why is that important? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't, like, it just doesn't do any justice uh, to their, to their debate, to their 
to their position. Um, and we wanted to highlight that in the most comedic way we could out of our dry humor. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, you know, things escalate as debates usually do. And this is where people want to see debates go with <laughs> flashing anger and thunder, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In that scene, Brian, what was that flashing deity that we showed? <laughs> yeah, so I was just, like, in, enraged and crashing thunder and flashes of a wrathful deity from the Tibetan tradition. Um, you know, it's usually a wrathful deity, uh, from my understanding, is usually used to... Uh, Win debates. <laughs> <laughs> To, like in the Tibetan tradition, you you kind of transform negative mind states like anger into something better like like passion or concentration or something. So a wrathful deity is usually used to kind of visualize the overtaking of a of a fetter or like a hindrance or something. In this context, it was used to overcome the the debate opponent (laughs) and it's you know i'm using it out of the context that it is usually used in tibetan buddhism because it's this scary looking monster and what am i in this debate but a scary raw monster you know thunderous noise coming out of your mouth yeah Somewhere I really wanted this... a lion roar instead of just me like, ah! Yeah, but we didn't have that kind of budget. <laughs> <laughs> Some behind-the-scenes thing with those with those scenes, um, that wasn't my Bible. It was some random person's Bible, so sorry for biting it. <laughs> that was I, your Bible. I, I bit it because um, there, I always laughed whenever... It was a different Bible that I have usually, but there's a heading... We're in Revelation where like John eats a scroll or something. The heading was John eats the book. And I always laughed at that. So I'm like, I will eat this book like John. <laughs> and it wasn't even my Bible. I don't know whose it was. So I'm sorry, whoever owned the Bible. Um, I, think... I didn't actually eat it. I didn't. I probably didn't even get teeth marks on it. You couldn't even taste it. You know, it was just like, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. Um, at one point in our filming, um, the leader, one of the leadership of the church was in the building. Um, I don't think he knew what we were doing, but he came in right as, right as, uh, Brian was saying, let's take this to another realm of suffering. Yeah. He walks in right after he says that. He's like, Oh, Hey guys. And we're like, Oh, Hey, (laughs) he like, if you, if you saw the video, you know how ridiculous I looked. Yeah. (laughs) And he just looked at me and, said something to the effect of every time I see you, I, I imagine you wear a lot of tie dye or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you are like a, uh, Eastern. <laughs> it was like a Tibet, a yellow Tibetan, like silk shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm barefoot. I have my long hair. Like I'm, yeah. A Dharma wheel or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like my mala, just like really hippie looking. Yep. That's forever you in his mind now. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was, no, never mind. That was our second scene setting, was the church. We actually filmed the ending first. 
But we'll get to the ending last. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, the uh, that took place. Any, anything else of note for of that debate scene? Because that was like a classic debate. I loved the juxtaposition of you standing in front of a white like screen, like a white projector screen or something, and yeah. me standing in front of like all these plants. Yeah, and you had a wooden <laughs> podium. I had more of like a metal and like composite podium. Like it, it was very <laughs> contrasting. I don't know if we actually did that on purpose. Um, I know the podium. I'm like, oh, I'll have this one. You can have the wooden one, and like the yeah. ferns and stuff, and the wood grain yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it was very uh, yeah, it was very juxtaposing. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was on purpose. Uh, I mean, I think high quality in the in that podium debate scene, you had like the best the best lines. They were just they were just classic. Let's like, say the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> thou shall not be Buddhist. In the bloopers, just... I accidentally say thou shall not be Baptist. <laughs> that was kind <laughs> of uh, foreshadowing my life. <laughs> uh, we all knew it anyways though but um. <laughs> yeah and then we did you know as i did say in the in the video we took it to another realm of suffering we did we suffered all the way to my basement for the next scene <laughs> <laughs> which is where this this parody skit jumped the shark really <laughs> and this is where we wanted it to go. We like, took that shark and just started uh, hopscotching or whatever. Yeah. Jump yeah. roping. Yeah. Initially, we were going to, like, we were thinking of maybe planning a fight scene in, like, a martial arts studio, which I have access to. But, no, we're, we're we have too much uh, pride for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we took it to our basement, to my basement, to be right outside this door, actually. Whoa, behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> I borrowed your dobok. Yep, yep. He borrowed my Taekwondo dobok. Because, um, you know, all Buddhists, all Buddhists know martial yeah, arts, Asian right? Asian martial arts. Like, can, can't you guys do karate or whatever? Right. Or kung fu, I guess. I don't know. Taekwondo, jujitsu. Uh, yeah. Like the Shaolin monks, you know, they're just warriors. Yeah, exactly. Aren't you... Don't you guys do ninja stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so that played a huge part in caricature and the caricaturing of the Buddhist was taking up some Asian arts to defend his position. Yeah, we really, really leaned in heavily on uh, stereotypes of both sides. Except for my side. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then we... Yeah, my side, the the... The highly patriotic Baptist had, you know, he has to have his AR-15. Um, got to, got to have that tactical, the tactical vest. Um, which all, all of that was old. I used to play airsoft, which is like paintball but with BB plastic guns, plastic BB guns. Um, that was my airsoft gun. That was not a real gun. He was, Brian was not in danger of getting shot. The batteries no weren't Buddhists even. No were harmed in the making of this film. Yep, exactly. And I didn't even point it at him out of principle. I, I never really pointed it at him. Like, if you notice, I'll point it away from him. <laughs> I did notice that. You know, I didn't I didn't realize that was why. Yeah, I, I just could not bring myself to do it, uh, even for the sake of film. Um, and then I think 
You know, I, I have not been able to find my sunglasses since filming that. I think it's probably in that vest somewhere. Oh, possibly. probably. So I thank you for making me rewatch this because now I know possibly <laughs> it's at. Oh man, but yeah, oh, we most of this most of this video was ad lib. Like we did not like write a script out. We just had like, oh, we're gonna do this, this, and this. Yeah, let's go. And that's how you, we usually make our YouTube videos, anyways. Um, that's how we made this one. Exactly, and uh, so we like when you watch the behind the scenes or the bloopers, like that's us just making things up. Like, oh, what are we gonna do? Oh yeah, hold on, I got a good one. Um, and we just, oh, what if you say? Book of a, you know, book of from the book of oh. AR chapter fifteen. Like. <laughs> that was the best, and I'm so glad we got that on film too. Like the birth of that awesome joke right there, like the book of AR chapter fifteen. Oh man, <laughs> gold right there. And obviously, some 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 scenes we didn't use because some of them were kind of crass, <laughs> pretty uh, harsh. Even though we kept one in, that was pretty funny. The two jewels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just classic. That was probably the best line I had in the whole thing, really. Yeah, and it really, it was kind of a, it was kind of a struggle, like to get us like up to the point where like I'm being choked out because we knew we wanted the Baptist to be choked out by the Buddhist, and like with my mala, and at like a stalemate, like oh, like and now it's just back to like dumb words, like oh yeah. Why don't you drink some tea? Like, that was the one script that we actually wrote. <laughs> That's where I wanted it to lead up to. Yep, exactly. So leading up to that was, you know, back and forth. Bleh, like, you're dumb. You're stupid. Like, they got to, to that name calling where no one's convincing anyone of anything. So let's just start hating each other. And it's just, you're dumb. Nuh-uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to the point where nothing, like, nothing, you couldn't even come up with a good response. Nothing made sense at that point. And I, really, if you pay attention to what's being said, it's like, I'm like, you're stupid. And then Brian says, what? Nuh-uh, I am. And it, <laughs> that was a slip of the tongue. That was that was not on purpose, but it worked so perfectly. It was so dumb we kept it in. Yeah, it was amazing. So then he, we did a few, like... Uh, takes on like how in the world is this thing gonna wrap around your neck and we just decided that you're just gonna swing it and all of a sudden I'm in a yeah choke hold and then we meet for tea we break for tea and it was actually coffee sorry to disappoint yeah. you guys, but it was a coffee a local coffee shop around here um, that we we just randomly started filming when we were having coffee in this coffee shop it's like this is perfect let's start filming and that was yeah, the morning like no of no one there. Yeah, yeah. There's like no one, no one behind us. Like, hey, this is perfect. Um, and some classic, like this was probably the most humorous scenes for us to watch. And you will probably never understand why we thought we think it's so funny, and we don't <laughs> actually understand why it's so funny when Brian lifts up the I cup. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but yeah, it when, is. When the Buddhist lifts up the cup and the music is playing, like the right notes just hit, and something about that makes our it's just comedic psyche tiny like gold. yeah, just makes our psyche like that is what makes us tick in humor. And no one else, you probably, you guys are probably like, wow, you guys are so weird. 
but I mean, that's what makes us laugh right there. That's gold like right there. Get to that scene if I'm showing someone it, and I just start laughing, and they're like, "Why? Why are you laughing? It's not that funny. Stop it." Oh, the the day we edited this together, like that was, we laughed probably for a good solid thirty minutes at just was him lifting up the hysterics. Cup. I just, was. Just, Dude, I think that dude, dude, I I don't know. Why. I think that song, like I just put it in, like what what kind of song can we put in? And it's one of our songs. It's called Same Day Shipping, off of Mark and Brand's album, uh, The Lost Trail. Uh, and there's actually vo- there's actually lyrics to it that we wrote a while back. But um, uh, but like I was just like putting in random songs. Like what about this one? Would this fit? Would this fit? And uh, as soon as that cup raised and the guitar played, we knew that was it. We knew that yeah. was the... I literally, like, laid on your sofa and cried laughing for about half an hour. Yep. I... I you did. I don't think I've laughed that hard since. Mm-hmm. That, like, is the pinnacle was... of humor for us for some reason. <laughs> Just, you guys get an inside mind to the to the the twins here the baptist and the buddhist like for some reason that is the pin like if if hollywood comes up with anything else like that it's impossible they can't like no one no stand-up comedian can get up to that bar i would right never there ever laugh at being anyone raised. like that a cup being raised to our own music <laughs> it's just i i i just i can't explain it it's, it's been good knowing viewers and listeners i know you're gonna probably leave us now Wow, they're weird. It's like when the world they're unsubscribe. <laughs> they're, I know, I know them now. <laughs> oh man, they're not who they say they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that. That was gold, and you know that whole scene there boils it down. Like, okay, it, that's our falling action. We're like, wait a second, what are we really here for? And we start talking we just start talking and having this conversation and instead of the debate, instead of guns and beads being thrown about, it's coffee, tea being, we're talking between the both of us. And that was an organic conversation that you guys saw. You couldn't hear it because the music's playing as we're talking and we're actually talking about the weather. Yeah. We're talking about cold fronts and stuff. High fronts and low fronts. It's crazy. At this point, in the video, words start appearing, and you realize you've just been tricked into watching a commercial for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> advertising. That is where our advertising funds go into. And the, tr- and the really our funny f- thing is that there weren't no funds at all. So There are never any funds. <laughs> oh, funds? I, I was saying fun. Oh, yeah. That was it advertising fun. funds. Funds. Not funds. Funds. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it was the the video served two purposes to tell, to inform you about this podcast, but also to inf- to wake you up to the idea that you can talk to someone of a different faith without wanting to murder them. And the third purpose was because we felt like doing it, and we felt like making a funny video, which we on on occasion do. But yeah, again, like more seriously, like yeah, it's. It's almost like one of our podcasts wrapped up, like the whole purpose of our podcast wrapped up in one six-minute YouTube video. Yeah. 
So don't even bother listening to any other episodes. Just watch that over and over again. Yeah. Put on repeat, favorite it, share it. Yeah. Like and, like and subscribe. Download it legally or illegally, like through one of those weird YouTube downloading websites, if that's still a thing. Burn it to, to DVDs and sell, you know, illegal copies. Put it on U- USB drives and drop them on the subway or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll, that video is going to be making the rounds, um, and really, that's our that's our announcement for we're back. We're back for good until our next hiatus slash season break, because <laughs> we are not we're not that consistent. But we will with these episodes at least for the series as our episodes come out. We're not going to like leave you with one episode and go dark for six months so you never know though but no promises (laughs) oh man but yeah the the, that that uh going back to going back to everything like the the contrasting of two different things we will be discussing more of our beliefs and what we uh, what we believe and the, our line of thinking with more topics. Some uh, holiday specials coming up in the mix as well. Still have a lot of great things coming up. Anything else to add on to our conversation? Um, we we've hit on a lot of points. I man, I don't know. I could, you know, go on and on about the importance of interfaith dialogue and uh, the need for religious literacy in the world. Um, I will, I will uh, advertise for a pretty much a classic at this point, uh, Stephen Prothero's book, Religious Literacy. It is an amazing resource to uh, to dip your toe into what it means to be religiously literate. And it even has a little quiz that you can take at the beginning of the book to see. Like, he asks very basic questions. What are the... Name one of the five pillars of Islam, uh, hmm. etc. Like, just really kind of like basic world religion questions. And then you can grade yourself, and then at the end you grade yourself again, see how you fare. Um, it's, it's just a really great resource for starting a journey on, you know, educating yourself about world religions and things that other people believe. Wow. Yeah, even in this uh, journey that I'm taking to look for a new church, I've been stumbling across... Um, interesting local things that down right down the road that I never even thought we had, like some Quaker offshoots. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's any like Messianic Jews around here, um, which not there's not. <laughs> but um, when I was in Israel, we would see those quite a, around quite a bit, the Messianic Jews. So like just even just this span of a few months of all this happening, like. I've been learning a lot about other people's beliefs out there um, and how they differ and how they relate. Like our 
intro slash commercial uh, trailer says. So, <laughs> well, I think uh, not going to get too much more into the next upcoming episodes, but keep an eye keep an eye out for that, guys. If you have any questions or comments, or if you wanted to say something on air, we will read it if it's deemed necessary slash appropriate. Baptist and Buddhist at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook, YouTube. We have all of our videos here. We got the Instagram. We got Twitter. Hit us up and uh, like, subscribe, all the app, all the podcasting apps out there. If there's anything you want us to discuss that we have not yet discussed or have previously discussed, discuss it with us. Exactly, yep. Yep. Just hit us up and tell us, hey, talk about this, and we will, most likely. Yep, exactly. And I think, Brian, I have a topic I'm going to hit, I'm going to let you know off air that it might be kind of a heavier topic, but I want to get into some stuff. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good get stuff. contentious. Yeah, you might hate me. No. <laughs> Can we have a debate episode? No. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe not. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us on this episode. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, we'll see you next episode. This has been The Baptist and The Buddhist with Mark and Brian. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.